The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. Welcome on in to another episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota right here on ClavesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman. And Andy, we have uh, we are back. We took a week off. We recharged the batteries. We blasted some fireworks. We smoked some meats. And well, we're, we're back at it to uh, talk sports and give hot takes. Joe, I didn't light one firework off this year, which is the first time in probably 43 years. Wow. I, I mean, I didn't either. I don't do any of that stuff. But I, I had called. I, a friend of mine was running a firework stand in East St. Louis. And I texted him and asked him for some poppers because last weekend was Hudson's birthday. And he had uh, his two friends from school over. And then the kids from across the street came over and we did like a movie night. We got a projection screen and everything. It was a big deal, like a big drive-in movie type thing in the front yard. And I wanted to get those poppers, you know, the ones you throw on the sidewalk. I wanted to get a few boxes of those for the kids to throw around and have a good time. And he told me he was going to bring them to the house. And and Andy, he never brought them to the house. No. So it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I didn't, I hadn't like told Hudson ahead of time, so he wasn't really looking forward to it. So crisis averted there. Usually with, uh, I, with that. I, I'll run over to West Alton and go to Captain Jim's and load up on some, <sighs> load up on some artillery shells and cut a whole West Alton. <laughs> Grab some black, some black cat firecrackers. I like the little ones that are just like little 10 packs. I think I actually have some bottle rockets and, and firecrackers still, but uh, I don't know how old they are. So, yeah. I, so I figure I probably need to pitch them because if you really don't know how old they are, like, okay, you know, they're a year old, you know, they're two years old. You can probably still let them off when you don't know how old they are anymore. It's probably time to get rid of them. Yeah, that yeah, that's probably a uh, smart call with uh, with that. So, but yeah, no, we had a uh, had a nice weekend. Uh, I ended up so we, what did we? I'm trying to think what we smoked last weekend, Andy. We did a lot of wings, and then the uh, the friends across the street they grilled up a bunch of burgers and brats and stuff, and then we brought it all together. Uh, I've been big on smoking the queso dip lately. Doing that, that's a new trend to uh, to make queso in the smoker. Hang on, yeah. Are you- are you making your own queso or like, are you taking the jar of Tostitos and putting it in the smoker? No. So I, I've done two different ones so far. So uh, two different ones. The first one, I took a brick of yellow Velveeta cheese. Okay. Uh, sliced it up. Um, did some Rotel. Right. And then spicy sausage. Okay. With some red onion and some cream cheese. And you just throw it all in a pan, you put it in the smoker, and then after like two hours, you take it out, you stir it up, you have cheese. Was the, uh, were the onions crunchy, or, did you, or should you have sautéed them first? No, I mean, they all, they cooked up with everything else. They were nice and soft in there. Huh. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so this past uh, week for 4th of July, 
I did. I got the white brick of Velveeta cheese. Ooh. I got you know the canned chicken. Yes. I got that chopped it up real fine, put it in there with a little rotel, some jalapeno, uh, some of those old diced jalapenos. Yes. And God, for the life of me, I'm trying to think if I put anything else in there. I don't think I did. And then put it in there and it smoked again, stirred it up. Crowd favorite. So when I have bought the canned chicken in the past, it's tasted a lot like tuna fish. And I like tuna fish. Canned tuna fish. But I I wasn't real happy that the canned chicken also smelled like tuna fish. Yeah, and this, I mean, you got to think I I threw it into, uh, I threw it in with a lot of other stuff. So all of that kind of went out of the wayside. I drained it too beforehand. So I I did as much, I mean, it tasted as much like chicken to me as it it probably could have. And then I had three different types of sauces on three different, uh, going on all the wings, uh, split it up. So a a very, very good, uh, good weekend of smoking. Andy, this weekend though, um, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a recipe or I'm doing a, a thing that I found online. Andy, it's called a swine apple. Okay. Andy, what I'm doing is taking pork. And I haven't decided exactly how I'm doing it with the pork yet. I think there's a chance I am going to do the pork separate first or do the pork first and then shred it up and put some sauce in it. And then, Andy, I'm stuffing it into a pineapple and wrapping that pineapple in bacon. Well, that doesn't sound bad at all. Right? Sounds pretty incredible. Yeah. Because pineapple and pork are kind of like, they go kind of like pork chops and applesauce. They, mm-hmm. just, they just pair well together. I think yeah. that's going to be a real nice treat. Yeah, that or, I mean, I might just stuff it in there. And, and so I don't know yet. I don't know how long you should smoke pineapple. So smoke the meat a little bit first, right? And then kind of tear it up and then stuff it in the pineapple and then just give the pineapple maybe like an hour, hour and a half in the smoker. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking I don't want to overdo it on the pineapple, but then you, you put the bacon into the mix with that too. And man, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Again, it's, it's going to be, kind of hit and miss. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? I, I have cooked pork and some pineapple that we just have to cut up and eat separately. I, I, I feel like there's no way to really screw it up to where I'm going to ruin the meal, you know? That if everything doesn't mix together as I plan, you just eat it all separately. I, I think it sounds like a great plan. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing this weekend, uh, that, and you know, a few other, uh, you know, a few other things on the, on the sides. I found out too last week that a friend of mine from the gym, he owns the Mexican grocery store in Belleville. Okay. And I went there for chorizo last week because, Oh, that's another thing I made last week. Damn it. Yes. That's, I just realized this. Um, I can't remember what they were called. I just called them meat bombs, Andy. Okay. I took a jalapeno. Stuffed it with cream cheese and cheddar cheese. Okay. Wrapped it up. And I, I cut the jalapenos into thirds. Like, and so the circle was still intact. 
I wrapped that, balled that up like I made a meatball of chorizo around that jalapeno. And then, Andy, I wrapped the chorizo with bacon. Oh, wow. And then, have... I ro- and then I rolled that in brown sugar. Oh, okay. Just because it needed a little more flavor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes, that is, uh, again, I can't just throw, I'm not just going to throw a random, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'll throw some chicken in the, in the smoker. And do it. I'm past that now. It ha- if it's not just absolutely crazy, then, or like an expensive brisket or something, I got to go a little insane. Right. So I think that's that's fair enough because I mean otherwise everything just tastes the same coming out of the smoker, right? Right. I want to mix it up. I want I want to I want to test the flavor palettes of my guests. Right. That's what I uh, that's what I want to do. So a courteous host. Yeah, Andy. Uh, guest list for today on the show with the Cardinals going uh, being back in action at Bush Stadium for summer training, not spring training. It's summer training. Summer camp, is that what they're calling it? Summer camp. Summer training camp, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we have Mark Saxon of the Athletic. We have him on, and then Blues camp uh, reopens on Monday. So we have Luke Korak. And then Andy, hashtag soccer fan Joe, uh, wanted to learn a little bit about what's going on with the MLS okay. because they have the welcome back MLS tournament or something like that. I, I haven't done enough research to, to see exactly what it's called. Uh, a good a friend of mine, Mark Moses from Sports Radio 1560 down in the Orlando area. He will uh, he'll be on with us. He's a Western Illinois leatherneck, Andy, who I met for the first time at the Super Bowl in uh, Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was about three or four years older than me, so never met him when I was there. And then I've always heard of him, uh, you know, I, I knew of him, I knew the name, we never connected. And then at the um, media night this past year at the Super Bowl, I went up and talked to Colin Sanders, who was the defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, a Western Illinois grad. And uh, as I'm talking to him, he goes, man, that's crazy. He said, there's another Western grad here, too. I said, who is that? He said, his name's Mark Moses. And I said, I know who that guy is. I've heard of him. And I went and sought him out and found him, and uh, we hung out the rest of the week. So I've been on his show a few times. What's that? So you just make new friends everywhere you go. Absolutely. Yes. So it was a, uh, yeah. So he uh, he's on to do that. And Andy, the colors of this week's graphic are the colors of my team, Leicester city of the uh, premier league. Your newly found fandom. By I am, I am new, a big fan of the, uh, of the team. Do you, uh, have, t- do you have your kit yet? Not yet. No. Um, I feel like I should be able to name more than one person on the team. Uh, right now I could tell, I can give you Jamie Vardy and that's about it, but I feel like I should go a little further than that. And then maybe we look into purchasing a kit. Okay. Yeah. Maybe at least five guys. I don't know yet. What's the number? What we got to figure out the number is where it's appropriate to buy a kit. I just want something that's meaningful. Are they playing tomorrow? Uh, I, I can look at the uh, the fixture, Andy. I can look at the uh, I can look at the fixture and tell you if they but are uh, if they're playing. Fixture, is the fixture what soccer calls the schedule? That's right. Yes. Very, very fancy of you. Thank you. Uh, Andy, they play on Sunday against Bournemouth. 
Bournemouth, okay? Bourne, it's probably Bournemouth. B-O-U-R-N-E-M-O-U-T-H. Well, you know what that is, don't you? What? The home of Jason Bourne. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Bournemouth, any relation? Uh, Bournemouth? I'm calling him Bournemouth. It's not like, it's Bournemouth. It's Bournemouth. Like Smash Mouth. It's Bournemouth. Smash Mouth. You're a nerd. Uh, Man, Bournemouth has not been uh, has not been good the past several games. Uh, looks like the last time out they had a draw, zero zero, um, and that was to a team that um, let's see. Oh, that was to the Tottenham Hotspurs, Andy. That was the Tottenham Hotspurs. So and then Manchester United beat them five to two, and then Newcastle beat them four to one. And then the Wolves, Andy, there's a team called the Wolver, Wolverhampton Wanderers. That's a cool name. God, I should have picked them. I'm too far. I'm too deep into it now. And then Crystal Palace, which is the name of a vodka and a former strip club in Centerville, Illinois, uh, beat them by the score of 2-0. Uh, uh, so that's so, their last five games. So Bournemouth is actually, it's just a little bit uh, southwest of Southampton and directly west from the Isle of Wight, and Wight okay. is W-I-G-H-T. Ah, okay. Now, and one of my favorite YouTubers is from the Isle of Wight, uh, Mike Russell. Mm-hmm. He's, my, uh, he's where I go to learn how to, how to do all the podcast stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess, so well, that's Sunday morning, or it's Sunday afternoon, that's a 1 p.m. game. Oh, I wonder if that's going to be televised. Well, that means it's probably on at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., Central, you know, here in Central Time. No, 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 no. I, I'm looking at 1 p.m. Central, so it's a night oh. game out there. Yeah. Yeah, they have games uh, 6 a.m., 8, 15, and 10, 30, and then a 1 p.m. Uh, a 1 p.m. match Boy, out hope, there. Teams on television this week. I know. I have a feeling the Tottenham Hotspurs and Arsenal might be, the, uh, might be what you get on TV because yeah. I feel like those are two teams that I've heard of, and I feel like people in the States are going to want to watch them. Joe, right now in Bournemouth, it's clear, 56 degrees at 11.30 p.m. and sunny. Oh, that sounds like nice weather. It's sunny at 11.30 p.m. What? It's Why? sunny. How? Uh, because of how north they are? Yeah. See, we're about to, Andy, I feel like we are about to get into some scientific, some some stuff here that will make that will make me come off like an idiot when I start asking questions about how north they are and how much like sunlight and stuff like that they get. And I feel like this is a really slippery slope for me to go down. Because I'm going to come across as a moron. Yeah, so because of the way the Earth tilts, yes. uh, when, the, when they come around uh, and it's their turn to get some sun, they catch more of it than we do. So how long are their days out there in Bournemouth? Uh, so at this time of year... Uh, the, uh, and I, you know, then the thing just lied to me, uh, it, the, the sun rose at five Oh six AM uh-huh. and it's setting at nine eighteen PM. Okay. And then, so, but what that means is that, so that's just over, um, that is uh nine plus, uh, seven is 16 hours of daylight. Now. Uh, in comparison, St. Louis, uh, sunrise, sunset. Uh, the sun rose here at 5.46 a.m. and is setting at 8.27 p.m. 
Yeah. And also, uh, as I'm looking through here, it's, uh, oh, wait, yes. I'll be able to watch my Leicester City uh, Foxes take on uh, Bournemouth on uh, on Sunday, Andy. So I'm very happy that I will be able to uh, to sit and cheer on my team as they uh, they try to move up the table. Right now, currently, uh, parts of Scandinavia like yes. Sweden, are in 24 hours of sunshine. Yeah. By the way, the uh, the Bournemouth team, they're also called the Cherries. They're the Bournemouth Cherries. It's Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Cherries. <laughs> Brian here is a cherry. Yeah, that's uh. so. There, anyway, there you go. There's uh, a lot of useless crap that you didn't think you were going to get when you jumped on with us here today. There's a little bit more of useless crap. Oh, what do you have? Magical places to experience the midnight sun this summer. No, 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 no. I'm just no. Gonna... <laughs> Reykjavik, Iceland. Fairbanks, Alaska, Abisko, Sweden, Longyearbyen, Svlard, Norway, Whitehorse, Yukon, Canada, Helsinki and beyond, Finland, Nuuk, Greenland, St. Petersburg, Russia, Faroe Islands, Denmark. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. 24 hours of sun. So I guess the closest one would probably be Fairbanks. Actually, it might be Reykjavik. Uh, the midnight sun is, is visible from July 16th to the 29th. There uh, in Fairbanks, there's only one day of midnight sun, uh, June 23rd. Okay. All right. Anyway, so yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got there. Okay. Hey, Andy. Um, switching topics. Uh, lunch with Klaibs and Joe this past Monday. We were out at Shake Shack in Ladue. We've started taking that show out on the road, and that'll be the case this upcoming Monday, as we will be at Munganas St. Louis Acura, Andy. We will uh, be doing another live show there, 1 o'clock. When we do the live shows, we've moved them up to 1 o'clock. So we'll be at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis at St. Louis Acura, the premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles and the nation's only 28-time Acura Precision Team winner for Acura sales service and customer service performance. So that's where we will be coming up on Monday, Andy, and I look forward to that also. So you'll be able to watch that on Facebook and Twitter, and then we'll put it up on the website afterwards. Uh, Also up on the website, too, Andy, along with this show, along with This Day in Cardinal History, along with Rob Fisher doing uh, previews of the NBA coming back, which, by the way, have you seen the food? They are offering the bubbles. No, I have not. Now, there have been players that have been posting the food that they have been given, and it doesn't look that great. I also think there's a little embellishing. I think that there is food that's being removed before the pictures are being posted. I also think that the players, though, from what the food, like they they posted a picture of a salad, not the biggest salad. I don't know how much these players are needing to eat or wanting to eat to stay in their peak physical condition. It just doesn't look like the greatest meal that you would expect a professional athlete to eat at these uh, Disney resorts in Orlando. It's drawing some criticism and uh, it's going to be fun to see if a player like LeBron or Kawhi Leonard or someone like that is made to eat 
this type of food or if they have their own people brought in to uh, to serve them. But that being said, another thing that's up on ClabesOnline.com, uh, Andy, this uh, on Saturday night is UFC 251. It's on Fight Island. The Fight UFC, Island. the UFC has somehow secured an island, a private island, where they are putting the the fighters up. They are having them fight. They are uh, they, they are having. These this pay-per-view there so they can be secure and quarantined. And Andy, the main event is Usman versus Masvidal. Usman and Masvidal for the welterweight uh, championship. Ma- Jorge Masvidal, he is the BMF uh, champion. If you, uh, I don't know if you knew that or not. Phantom middleweight. No, 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 Andy. It's um, no BMF. He's a bad mother effer. Oh, he's a bad mother effer. Yeah. So Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. Andy, if you remember back to the Super Bowl week, these are the two gentlemen that got into an altercation on Radio Row. No, you're kidding me. While cameras just happened to be rolling. Oh, say it isn't so, Joe. And I had both of these gentlemen on with me during Super Bowl week. And since I have the rights to those uh, interviews, Andy, we're putting them up on Claves Online. Oh, you own those interviews? I, I mean, I recorded them on my computer and yeah. don't have anything that says otherwise. So, sure, they're mine. They're yours. <laughs> so, I'm wondering, uh, I was thinking maybe what kind of island uh, that the UFC could have bought. Do you think they bought Jeffrey Epstein's old island? It's kind of available right now. I I don't know where their island is. I don't know who you would purchase Epstein's island from, though. Like, I don't. Where would that be? Like, who would? I, I don't know who would do that. But this is at first they had events in Jacksonville and Vegas with no fans, but now Fight Island, Andy, is I, I'm I'm trying to look through like where exactly this island is is being held and it's fight Island is Abu Dhabi's Yaz Island in the United Arab Emirates. Oh, wow. 25 square kilometer Island located 15 minutes from the Abu Dhabi international airport, multiple hotels, amusement parks, concert venue, and a golf course and a mall are all there on the private beach. So yeah, they're, they're having the fights there on a beach. They are. I mean, it is outdoors, Andy. The the everything is outside. Uh, I found a like a, a diagram map of the place. It's written in Arabic. I can't really, you know, understand much of it. But uh, yeah, it looks kind of cool. I, I mean, yeah. If they can pull this off, that yeah. I, I mean, it's more entertainment. It's more sports that you are getting back on TV. So. You know Better than fighting in an empty arena. I would think so. I would think having that atmosphere would be pretty cool to uh, to have around them. So, but yeah, we have put up those. Uh, we're putting up those interviews on Klaibs Online because I I interviewed both guys and yeah. they uh, they used me. I was a pawn, Andy. I was a pawn in their uh, trash talking game of chess. Well, you know what? Sometimes that happens to uh, good old radio guys. I'm very I so I I know I have a friend that's getting the fight. He invited me over. I don't know how many other people he's having over, so that kind of 
makes me a little weary if I want to go or not. Sure. So I, uh, but I am very interested to know if any of the footage from Radio Row is going to be used and if I will appear in the background of any of those. Well, that would be key. I would love to know that because Jorge Masvidal wanted me to deliver a message to Kamaru Usman. Um, and it was, uh, it was a very vulgar message that he wanted me to deliver oh, to him. Oh. And Andy, I did it. Oh, did you really? I did it. I let the gentleman know that I was just a messenger. Right. So, but yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was a good time. So looking back, man, it's so, so like, it's things like that. Like you look back at those pictures and you realize just how like, you know, short, a short time ago that was. And then this past week, I've been getting all kinds of pictures and photos popping up because it was a year ago that I was in Cleveland for the all-star game. And I believe it's, I think it was actually today that I was supposed to be flying to LA for the, uh, for the all-star game this year. Yeah. And it, it sucks to have those memories coming back, but it was such a, uh, such a fun time in Cleveland last year doing, uh, doing radio shows from the rock and roll hall of fame before I was kicked out. That's right. Uh, that name? I forgot her name. And she whatever, whatever the rock and roll hall of fame classic hits station is, she came busting in there, acting as if she uh, owned the place, and oh boy, people at SiriusXM were not happy with uh, with her for doing that. Yeah. So I uh, I was I was glad that they had my back on there and not one of their employees at the uh, at the moment. I, I was I was kind of running the board at the former radio station that day uh, in the auxiliary studio, and she was still coming through on Ox or on on um, on Channel One. That's great. Tom Rex won. Yeah. And I, I almost I almost threw her I asked I asked I think maybe in Quentin or Solomon and I said, Can we throw this crazy lady on the air? Because she is really just doing she's she's uh she was voice tracking her show. Yeah, no. Or, it was she, she wasn't even doing it live. She came in to voice track it. Which yeah, <laughs> which she was supposed to do days before because I had that room secured and she did not. And for and, those familiar with yeah. voice tracking, that's when an, an, uh, a DJ comes into the comes into a studio and simply just records the intros and outros to all the all the songs that they're playing. Yeah. It takes it instead of sitting in the studio for four hours doing a show, you can do it in a half hour, forty five minutes, and then just yeah. play the recordings as needed. Yep. So. Yeah, so that was a uh, that, and then the home run derby where I decided to go into the outfield and try to catch home run balls that were basically piss rockets being hit at us without a glove, <laughs> without a glove while on crutches. Right, you were on crutches last year this time too. Yes, <laughs> not one of the smarter things I've done in life. I, trying I to saw that uh, our good friend uh, uh, BB. I don't think can, can I say his name? Yeah, Ben Boyd. Yes, great Ben Boyd had uh, shared a memory. And you had commented, I almost died this day. I did. I really, I, I almost, the, the balls were being hit so hard at us. I tried to catch a ground rule double with my crutch off of the bat of uh, Pete Alonzo. And I've told Ben this many times that if he and I ever work together in some capacity, that I would love to just do like a weekly podcast talking about the trips that he and I have been on over the last six, seven years or so since he and I have been friends at some of the locations that we've uh, been to, just Super Bowls and 
the uh, just some of the other road trips that we've gone on that, you know, working for our respective stations that we've gone on together. But it would uh, it would be a lot of fun to uh, to do that. And that would be one of them. The, the would... stuff that we uh, that we got to go do and uh, see and experience in Cleveland was really cool. You could frame them after the on the road novels by Jack Kerouac. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, it's a it's a famous series of novels from the from the fifties written by Jack Kerouac. Talking about yeah. off road. I, we, I mean, we really like that was a legit just road trip from St. Louis all the way to Cleveland, yeah. and then we then we took it. Well, actually, St. Louis to Cincinnati to to Columbus to Cleveland, back to Louisville to St. Louis. I mean, we we got around. We. <laughs> You mean Flavortown, not Columbus, Flavortown. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Flavortown, Ohio was uh was yeah, where we were. Yeah. Was the ball game in Cincinnati and then what'd you guys do and what'd you guys do in Columbus? It just cheap hotel, uh almost just outside. I mean, we wanted to that way we could just wake up at a certain time and hit the road up to Cleveland. We didn't want to drive all the way from Cincinnati to Cleveland that uh that night and we just got a uh got a hotel in Columbus just to stop and stretch our legs and that was basically just to to plan out the trip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, wherever it was, I mean, however it is on the map, however far out it was from Cleveland or whatever, it just made sense to do it that way, and that's the uh, that's how we went about it. I think it's about halfway. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's over. I think like the eight hour drive from St. Louis to Cleveland, so we just wanted to break it up as much as possible. No. And no. just. Do you mean from Cincinnati? No, not from Cincinnati to Cleveland. No, from St. Louis to Cleveland. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we just wanted to uh, to break it up just a uh, just a bit. So, hey, Andy, I think we've talked long enough. It's uh, probably time to get into some of the interviews that we have. Mark Saxon, one of uh, coming up next. Following uh, him is Lou Korak, and then after that, we will uh, we'll hear from. Mark Moses of Sports Radio down in Orlando, Florida. So we will talk to him as uh, as well. Hey, I want to uh, talk about uh, my good friend Corey Inskip at the Inskip Law Firm. You know, for over 15 years of practice in Missouri, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis City, St. Louis County. They have the, uh, you know, some recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant and that has caused more people to realize now more than ever before that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm here to help with everything from trust and wills to power of attorneys, deeds and probate law. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation. Or if that in-person consultation is preferred, they uh, offer, their office is maintaining a uh, very strict cleaning and social distancing policy to ensure your safety to the best of their abilities. Corey Inskip uses flat fees and payment plans so clients are able to know exactly what their plan will cost before it gets started and exactly how you will be able to pay. That is Corey Inskip at the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. Mark Saxon, Lou Korak, Mark Moses, all of that coming up next right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, right here on ClabesOnline.com.
This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well, a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. And welcome back into Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, as we have actual Cardinal baseball to talk about now. No more speculating when the season might start. We got not one but two schedules out this week, and we even had a uh, an inter-squad game on Thursday night, and here to talk about it is our friend Mark Saxon. Mark, what's going on, and how nice is it for you to have baseball back in your life and actual guys on the field? God, on Friday uh, last week when I went out there, you know, it started out really kind of weird and sort of depressing because you're standing in line. You can barely recognize people with all of our masks on. You know, you're waiting for your credential. You get your temperature taken. It was all kind of weird. But then after a while, you're watching the, the, you know, you're basically watching grown men play catch. But it just had a familiarity to it and seeing these guys swing the bat and just recognizing dudes by their batting stance and, and watching them out there. It, it really was kind of nice and fun. And you could, the cool thing was you could, the players were feeling exactly the same way. They just really seemed to be having a good time with it after they went through all the protocols. So I, I think everybody's happy to see this happening. You know, we'll just have to see whether they can do it in a way that, you know, gets this season off as we all hope they do. So did they, did it seem more like a spring training practice? Did it seem more like a, you're getting there way too early for a game type of workout? What kind of feel did it have for you as, as media? Because it was a Bush stadium it had felt to me like, you know, like early batting practice or something like that. A lot of times as a beat writer, you'll get to the stadium, let's say three o'clock. And a lot of times guys will be on the field hitting now, typically in that situation, there's just a few of them. It's guys who are working on something or maybe the coaches have, quote unquote, suggested they show up for early batting practice. Um, this kind of felt like that just because it was the heat of the day, right? It's the summer here. So it didn't feel like spring training to me because spring training, you're in Florida. There's palm trees and it's a lot cooler because um, it's February or March. But um I will say in terms of the readiness of the players beyond spring training, you know, I don't think, I don't think they, these guys went back to square one after spring training. And that's been all the talk of the front office and the coaches as well. These pitchers continued some form of progression. Um, the fact that Jack Flaherty's already at four innings, these guys are a lot further along than I thought they'd be. And the conditioning, same thing with the position guys. So I really think it's feasible that, you know, these guys could be ready in, in, in a couple of weeks. And the pitchers, it probably would be, you know, we see in spring training, the pitchers are the ones that get there a week early with the catchers to get a head start on everything. The position players, it's really easy to have a batting cage in your home when you're a millionaire and able to take soft toss or a machine or something like that. But for the pitchers to get into that mindset of every fifth day throwing 100 pitches – that's really, really different. And these guys could have gone out to any high school field or whatever these past four months, 
but there's there's no changing the game day readiness and I think that's what we're going to see come opening day July 24th yeah that's right I mean think about spring training it you know if you were really looking at like how much time players need to get ready it should be half as long as it is for hitters um so really hitters only need about three weeks for relievers you could even do it in less than that you know you could do you could a guy could be ready 10 days you know could get uh back into drills 10 days before the start of the season and probably be ready a starter needs the six weeks so that was why it was imperative that Mike Maddox stay in touch with his whole starting rotation throughout the pandemic because they had to see that they were building up so they could in fact be ready after two and a half weeks three weeks so it looks like that'll happen um you still never know though I mean it's different and they're all ramping up quick we'll see if there's any threat of injuries throughout baseball when the season starts out early it's all a bit weird and everything's a scramble um but I do think they have a chance uh you know to to kind of you know be ready this team looks pretty good to me is is there a way one week into summer training camp that you can tell where the Cardinals are leaning as far as the uh, rotation goes? Well, you know, the, the X factor is Carlos Martinez, right? I mean, you could say that every year in some regard, Carlos is some kind of X factor, right? Because he's just so good when he's right. I mean, the guy, you know, quite frankly, you're talking about this entire organization. And if you were to rank, you know, talent-wise, pitchers in the Cardinals organization, you might go Jack Flaherty, Carlos Martinez in that order. So now the question becomes, what's a better role for Carlos Martinez? For me, if I can get 70 innings out of him instead of 20, which is what you'd get as if he was a reliever, I'll take the 70. <laughs> but it's all going to come down to how's, how's his shoulder feeling? Is he in good enough shape to keep the endurance start to start? He's absolutely sure he is. The team seems maybe a little more tepid on that. I think we just got to wait on Carlos. But they're building him up to be a starter. That means probably Kim will go to the bullpen. They're down in the bullpen right now. Giovanni Gallegos has yet to show up. He's stuck in Mexico. They haven't told us why. Alex Reyes, I don't think he's going to be started, ready for the start of the season, has yet to join one of these workouts. Haven't told us why. John Brebbia just had... Tommy John surgery. If Carlos is guarding the rotation, that's four guys potentially you're counting on out of your pen. So that's where the action is. I think this camp is sorting out the bullpen roles, sorting out who the guys are. And on top of that, too, we don't know what the timeline is on Jordan Hicks either, who if if 2020 went off as, as planned, you'd have to think Jordan Hicks probably would be maybe in the minor leagues by now, maybe even on that big league club. Yeah, so Jordan is not going to be ready for opening day. They've already said that. Yeah. Uh, probably maybe August 1st might be possible. He looks good. I mean, that's the important thing. A lot of times when guys come back from Tommy John, though, there's the rehab, and then there's the, okay, now you're pitching in games, get used to it again phase. A lot of times you'll see them not quite as effective, especially with their command right away. You know, they're getting used to new body parts. I mean, they put new stuff in his arm, right? <laughs> it feels different. Um, I'm not necessarily talking about velocity. I, based on the one bullpen I saw that he streamed on his social media, looked like the the mitt was popping pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, this is this kid is the talent is just so off the charts. You're right. That's a big factor too. So another X factor in the bullpen. They actually think 
they have it pretty well covered because they really like Junior Fernandez. They think Cabrera could be a guy. Um, so, you know, there's some good young guys in there, but it could be a little erratic early on. We'll have to see if it comes together. Bullpens are just really hard to predict. And, yeah, it, it almost seems – I mean, every year I, I say this, that whatever that bullpen is in April is going to be so different by June. In a 60-game season, you don't have that luxury of time to figure it out. You better know what that bullpen is two weeks into the year. Yeah, if they name Ryan Helsley, let's say, the closer, right? He blows three saves in the first week. Now you got to go to somebody else. You almost – I mean, it, that almost might knock you out of a playoff race if you blow three games right now. It almost seems like one game is worth three in this short season. Yeah, and then the fascinating part, and you're seeing this conjecture, Kenny Rosenthal at our site at The Athletic today has a great story. Like, what if a team with high expectations gets off to just a lousy start in two weeks? Now you can see veteran guys, well-paid guys opting out. They're like, why am I putting my health at risk if we got no shot at this point? So that'll be a fascinating thing to watch. You know, you assume it's going to be the Tigers, the Orioles, the Marlins who get off to these terrible starts. But look at the Nationals last year. And, and this, you know, dudes are going to test positive in the next couple of weeks. And they're going to go on the, you know, the COVID list. So it's going to be a weird season. You know what, Joe? It's just whatever they end up playing these games, everybody just have fun with it. If it ends up being, you know, the double-A shortstop and the triple-A center fielder, just watch those guys, and you're watching still very high-quality baseball. Hey, you, 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 go, you mentioned some guys in the minor leagues. All right, what are, you, what are you hoping to see out of Dylan Carlson? 60 games on the roster. It looks like he might actually get on the roster what, what are the hopes there for, uh, for him? First of all, my guess is he doesn't make the initial roster. It just makes no sense. And I know people are going to kill me for this service time manipulation, blah, blah, blah. Why would you not wait one week to gain an extra year of, of, of control, right? I mean, it's just it's absurd to think that they wouldn't do that. So they're going to wait a week. Does he make it then? Probably. You know, I have no doubt that this kid's going to be a really good major league player. I think the question, again, to me, he looks like a no doubt, really high floor prospect. I don't know that his ceiling is Ronald Acuna slash Juan Soto. I'm not saying it's not, but for me, I look at his profile. I think he's going to be a really good major league player. Is he, is he an all-star, perennial all-star? Let's find out. But, boy, what a skill set. Switch hitter, got some power, good athlete off the charts baseball IQ, you know, comes from great baseball background has been, you know, his dad's been a championship coach in California since he was a little kid. He's been working out with the varsity. So good kid, really. It's going to be fun to watch him, but you know, it's a hard level. It's a hard level and they're going to figure him out. The pitchers are going to learn more and more about him. It's going to be a challenge and fun to watch. How has the, uh, how has conversations gone at the athletic about how you guys are going to cover the season are you are you traveling with the team are you gonna I mean not with the team on your own how is uh, how is that workload going to work out every media members at the at the beck and call the behest of major league baseball what they tell us we could do they are allowing travel it looks like now I at this point I would you know I I don't plan on being at the early road trips I just don't know that I want to do that right now I don't know if it's the right thing to do for me and my family and 
And also the athletic is being very understanding of that. The interesting thing about it, Joe, so like you and I as media guys, okay, so we decide to go to Milwaukee. What does that get us? You get in the press box, you get confined to the press box, you get to watch the game, but do you see the game better from 300 feet away or on television? And all the Zoom calls with media are going to be available if you're in your living room in St. Louis or if you're at, you know, uh, Milwaukee or Wrigley Field. So, you know, I'm kind of figuring that out. If there's a reason to travel, I will, but I'm not going to do it just to do it. And it seems like, yeah, we're going to be at the mercy of the cameraman in each, uh, in each stadium as far as yeah. what they show and how, how well they show it. And, yeah, that might be, you know, two, three series into the season, you might go, okay, maybe, maybe the press box is where I want to see this game. Yeah, or maybe my living room is. Yeah, you're right. It, you are contingent on, on that. But you do learn some things. You know, if, if, if Rick Ankeel is the color analyst or – or Tim McCarver, they might point something out that I wouldn't have seen. I didn't, I didn't play Major League Baseball. I, I enjoy that part of it. Danny Mack's a great play-by-play guy. So, and again, you're going to get close-ups. You're going to get – so it's, it's up to each individual person. Um, but again, like, I'm going to kind of check with local authorities. What are they suggesting we do in terms of travel? Is the state of Wisconsin going to want to – people from Missouri coming in, you know, our cases aren't doing that great right now, Joe, you know, so it's, it's a complicated question. Um, again, though, I think we all have to keep our eye on the prize. The fact that they're doing baseball stuff is, is fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hopefully two weeks from now, there are games being played. Uh, Bush stadium is going to host the pirates and the Cardinals July 24th is what we are uh, hoping for. And Mark, we will uh, continue to follow your coverage on Twitter, Mark a Saxon, and also at the, uh, at the athletic. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. My friend, it was nice talking to you. We'll, uh, we'll do it again some other time. Absolutely. That's Mark Saxon with the athletic joining us here on weekend. Joe driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura can't uh can't wait i mean it's just hopeful that we get baseball back it's it seems like a big tease right now as we wait to see if two weeks from now they're actually going to be uh playing games hey kevin miller he is your man if you're looking to buy or sell a home and right now if you're looking to sell your home if you've been thinking about it thinking ah we're close maybe a few more no right now is the time there are houses going all over the area, Illinois and Missouri. And if you are in the Missouri side, if you're on the Missouri side of the river, Kevin Miller is your guy. Houses are going not not within a week, not within days. I mean, we're talking houses are being sold within hours right now because of realtors like Kevin Miller, because the housing market is so crazy good right now. People are, are looking at that, and, and when they reach out and they tell Kevin, hey, we're wanting to sell our home, there are already people that are looking to buy that have told Kevin what they're looking for, and Kevin's just connecting them, getting it done right away. Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. Give him a call, 314-503-4999, 314-503-4999, or smartmovestl.com. I'm serious when I say they are going in hours and they are going for above asking price too. So if you are looking to sell your home, Kevin Miller is your guy we're going to talk uh, hockey blues hockey with luke korak of nhl.com he is going to be on with us next right here on weekend joe driven by munganas st louis acura only on clavesonline.com you're listening to weekend joe now on clavesonline.com driven by munganas st louis acura 
Also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Collinsville Auto Body. And welcome back into Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. And, well, we, we just talked Cardinals with Mark Saxon as summer, uh, I guess, summer camp or summer training, whatever, is, is underway at Bush Stadium. So now we go just down the street a little bit, and we have to check in on the Blues from NHL.com. He's Lou Korak, and he joins us now. Lou, what's going on? All good, Joe. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm ready for sports back on the TV. I mean, I've become a <laughs> soccer fan because that's good. been on TV. It, okay, so, I mean, we've start, it's been going on for the last month. It's hashtag yeah. soccer fan Joe. Like, I got my Premier League team all set. Yeah. I've been watching the games. I mean, I'm Which is Leicester City. I'm a, oh, I'm a, le- oh. a, a big a city guy. Okay. I, I'm a big Jamie Vardy fan. I like that man's style. Good player. Good player. Yeah. I can't argue with that one. Yeah, he's he's gonna get that golden boot. Uh he he's winning that this year in the uh the Premier League. So but we have real sports on that has given us a chance to have real oh. sports on. And not only, I mean, those games are on the NBC Sports Channel, and I guess I mean we're gonna be having some NHL on the NBC Sports Channel coming up here soon too. Blues start their camp on, on Monday, right? Uh, as of right now, we're still waiting, obviously, for the the Board of Governors has a uh, Friday afternoon, three o'clock. Uh, they're going to have a conference call to review the agreement and a ratification vote. And obviously the players, the NHLPA, uh, which includes the full membership, uh, they've been electronically voting now since Wednesday around five o'clock our time and voting closes on the you know, on all the issues here at uh, five o'clock St. Louis time today. So, uh, you know, it's it's you just need a simple majority uh, for the players to ratify. And once that's you know, once that's put into place and if that goes over, then, yes, uh, training camps will open on Monday for everybody. And it'll be about two weeks before everybody heads off to their hub cities. And uh, we should have hockey here in the very near future. We've seen the mess that was baseball and their with their agreement to get back onto uh, the field to play. We're not expecting anything like that with hockey, right? No, I don't think so. It's it's actually been pretty pretty smooth, and uh, I I think both sides, uh, you know, the league and the and the PA, they've uh, they've worked hand in hand on this. And obviously, there's going to be an extension of the CBA that goes along with this to kind of offset. Uh, you know, some of the uh, the tough ramifications here that we've seen from uh, COVID-19, obviously, uh, hoping that it's uh, offsets some of the losses on both sides and they both work diligently with this. And uh, I haven't uh, heard or seen too many snags yet. But, you know, Joe, to be honest with you, uh, it's, it's not a slam dunk that this is all going to unfold yet because, you know, obviously you need a majority vote, which I don't think is going to be an issue. But there are a number of players out there that uh, are against uh, returning this year. And, really? You know, yeah, not not just. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about guys that are going to be away from their families potentially for two, two and a half months. Uh, 
living inside of this bubble? How is this going to work out? Uh, you know, are there going to be any spikes in infections during phase three? That's that's going to be something to keep an eye out on here once these teams hit, you know, full scale training camps here starting on Monday. And so, you know, you've got guys that are erring on the side of caution here. And uh, there, you know, there are guys on the blues that and obviously you'd probably be talking about guys that are family members here, guys that have, you know, spouses and kids that uh, have to worry about this stuff. So, you know, there's a lot that's going into this. And do I think it's uh, going to get voted down? No, but there's always that chance that it could. Who are some of the uh, notable names that have spoken out against it? As, uh... um, well, I can't really, I don't, I don't know any names specifically, but uh, sorry about the phone in the background. That's but, all right. <laughs> uh, it's uh, there aren't really any names that are specifics that are, that are getting into it. So I'd, I'd rather not go there anyway. Gotcha. It's kind of, it's best to keep their privacy the way it is. And, uh, you know, let, let's let's just wait to see how this unwinds. And so uh, they, that's that's really what I'm interested in. So they're handling it a bit different than we've seen. I mean, the NBA has had guys opt out and say that they're not playing. And uh, Major League Baseball has had some stars that have come out and said it. But the NHL, you haven't been hearing uh, about those names. So the NHL is keeping it a bit tight lipped. They are right now, but they are giving these guys the option of doing that. And uh Without knowing off the top of my head, there there is a drop dead date that's coming up where guys are going to have that option if they want to choose to go that way. So you may start seeing some names in that category. But uh, I think so far what you've heard is uh, a unification, pretty much. I mean, while there are going to be guys that are going to object, I think, you know, whatever the majority vote is, I think that's that's where these players are going to go with because – you know, it, it, se- it seems like uh, just the unity thing is, is, is really big with the hockey players. So that's why I don't think this is going to get vote down, voted down. But then again, I'm not a gambling man here So uh, when, when it comes to this. So you just never know until this thing is uh, the results come out and uh, you see a yay or a nay one way or the other. You mentioned uh, not knowing if any of this will even happen. And, uh, you know, knowing how we saw how quickly everything shut down the first time back in March, a very well could quickly shut down again this time. When the Blues canceled practice last week, what kind of thoughts were going through your head knowing the reason why it was being shut down? Well, the first thing I was thinking of is just that. I mean, I... And, and, and there's a part of me that still feels like that I'm one of the ones that's erring on the side of caution here, whether this is actually going to even go down or not. And then when you, uh, you know, hear and I, I heard, uh, you know, from from a very well knowledge source that a few that a couple of the players had tested positive, And that's the reason why they decided to shut the practice down for at least uh, last Friday during the phase two part of it. I, I thought right away, well, you're going to probably hear more of these. And once you start hearing more of these and once you start getting into and and I'm not discrediting one name over another, but if you start hearing this with some of the bigger names in the game, man, that, that, that's starting to taint what you're really trying to do here. And if you're going to have a true playoff and try to crown a true Stanley cup champion, can you imagine, uh, the blues having to do this without an Alex Petrangelo or a Vladimir Tarasenko or, Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby or all of a sudden Patrick Kane with Chicago comes down with it. Or we've already heard the name Austin Matthews out there uh, 
in a report out of Canada. That, and, and I believe by now he is uh, done with his 14-day quarantine. But, you know, Connor McDavid in Edmonton, Leon Dreisaitl, what if some of these big names start coming down with it? And now all of a sudden these guys start missing time because they're going to have to be quarantined. I mean, that's really going to severely take away from the, some of the strengths and firepower of some of these teams. And that's just really going to make this a dicey situation. So I'm really more interested in anything to see how these training camps unfold. And like I said, it's going to be roughly two weeks. Let's see if things go off without a hitch with, uh, with this. And if you do, then great. Let, let's get them into Toronto. Let's get them into Edmonton where the blues will be going. And uh, let's get these guys sequestered and bubbled and let's go. Let's roll. You mentioned the the two hub cities, Edmonton and Toronto. Internationally, how was the NHL able to pull off the Canadian government allowing all of these teams and cities from the U.S. to cross the border into two of their most populated towns? Well, I just think that it's going to come down to uh, just the assurances and guarantees that these guys are going to, A, have be able to quarantine themselves before they cross the border and B once they're in there, there aren't going to be any issues as far as that goes. And up in Canada, obviously we've heard not as many cases and in a lot of these cities. And I know Edmonton, there was just a report a couple of days ago where there was an issue with one of their hospitals where they had a, a big spike in cases at, at a hospital and it's raised a couple of eyebrows. But, uh, as far as the overall cities are concerned, uh, you know, the numbers have been down in both of those cities, and uh, Canada is where it's going to be. I mean, Las Vegas was there right until the end. I know Vancouver was in it right until the end, but, uh, you know, British Columbia officials uh, had some stringent uh, contingencies that they wanted to see met, and obviously uh, at the end uh, they weren't seeing eye-to-eye there, so they erred on the side of caution. And uh, obviously here in the States we saw with Vegas, uh, you know, out west we've seen a number of uh, – bigger spikes and Las Vegas being one of them. So uh, I think the league wanted to stay in it there as long as they possibly could. But once time started dwindling down, that that just made it impossible. They had to make a decision. And uh, these are two of the quote unquote safer cities that we've seen uh, out of the uh, final 10 cities that were named. And uh, it's going to be north of the border where uh, if this all unfolds, uh, a Stanley Cup champion for a change is going to be crowned in Canada, whether it's the <laughs> Canadian team or whether it's a U.S. team. <laughs> That's one way for uh, for Canada to get the cup is a yeah. uh, I guess it's a global pandemic after it's all of these grapes up there. Let's put it that way. God, uh, what has it been like for you covering the Blues during these past three months, four months now? What uh, I, what kind of access have you been given, if any? And recently, what is it? Uh, what has it been like as things are getting restarted? been tough i mean it's slow and uh i've you know i've i've talked to a couple of the guys on the phone just you know do a couple of stories here and there just checking in with a couple of players and how they're doing how they're managing and that sort of thing uh other than that it's it's been slim pickings because uh well you know, the blues haven't really done very many and actually during this whole pandemic you know they, they've done stuff on their team website as far as zoom calls are concerned and uh you know, obviously the media hasn't been allowed in, uh, not just here in St. Louis, but uh, all throughout the NHL, they have not been allowed access to uh, these phase two uh, voluntary workouts. And uh, But we are 
my understanding is, is we are supposed to get access come phase three here beginning Monday, but it's the protocols are going to pretty much stay the same. Uh, we're going to be able to watch the practices, but players and, and coach Craig Bruby are going to be in another room. We're going to be in another, and it's going to be, it's going to be zoom call heaven for, for a while. And, uh, and if the games go, uh, and the playoffs get underway, um, covering this is going to be no different whether you're actually there in that hub city or whether you're sitting at home doing it. Everything is going to be via conference call, Zoom call, and uh, that's that's kind of the world that we live in right now. And for the time being, until some of this, uh, until we get a you know an actual handle on some of this stuff, that's the way we're going to have to get used to doing things, not just in baseball, but pretty much sport in general. I had Greg Wyshynski on a few weeks ago, and we were discussing what those games could look like at the Hub Cities with no fans, but possibly the players sitting in the uh, in the crowd. And maybe you have them like, you know, it could be like a junior league tournament or something where it's only the players and you just get about 20 guys sitting in different sections chirping at the uh, the guys or their friends on the ice. It could be. I actually talked to Alex Petrangelo about that a couple of weeks ago when I when I spoke to him on the phone, and uh, he said that it's going to be a little weird. He even talked about no fans there and just uh, looking up. It's going to feel like uh, you're you're a peewee player again, where you know you back then you know you'd see like immediate family and stuff that came to these things, and not not much else. Uh, this this is going to be one of those situations where you may even see. Less than that. I mean, it's it's going to be strange, and uh, I don't know if they're going to do what they do, like you see with the EPL, as far as the TV broadcasts are concerned. They pump in, you know, the actual crowd noise, so to give the fans a perspective that you know things are are normal. But for the players, I mean, it's it, it's going to be nothing. So, uh, are are you going to be able? Is the league going to be able to pump in? What you're hearing on the ice, are they going to pump in? Because uh, these guys don't exactly use some of the more diligent and kinder words when they're down there. I mean, they're, like you said, there is, there's a lot of this chirping that goes on on the ice as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this unfolds. And uh, to be able to get yourself up to that caliber of intensity without, say, a home crowd there to cheer you on, anywhere from 17, 18, 19, 20,000 people uh, – it's going to be quite a challenge for you know all of these players. So next week you will be at Enterprise. You'll you'll be in, in there. Well, I haven't I haven't gotten the details of where they're going okay. to be. But yeah, whether they're at Enterprise or whether they're or the practice they rink, out, yeah, whether they go out to the practice rink at Centene. Uh, uh, yes, we will be there, and uh, we will be able to uh, get back to a normal routine of maybe watching lines and pairings and all this stuff. Everything that. Uh, the diehard hockey fan has been craving and salivating for, and I'll be honest with you, from uh, from a uh, a writer's perspective, uh, I'm actually looking forward to it because being without this for four months, man, it's 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 been a challenge, and uh, not to be able to talk hockey with the fans, I'm actually uh, looking forward to doing that again. So, what is one thing, or I guess, how are you going to watch that first practice? What is something that you're going to have your eye on to? see uh, what the what the team looks like well just to see you know how much uh, these guys have been doing on their own since march uh if any and i know some of them have said uh before these uh you know phase two workouts started that some of them haven't really done much of anything at all other than you know maybe as far as uh, being in their being on skates is concerned i should say 
you know, they've been able to do exercising, cardio and all that stuff on their own, which is something you can do. But just to see where these guys pick up, if they can pick up where they left off. I mean, the Blues were in a great situation. They were in first place in the Western Conference. Are they going to be able to maintain that? I really don't. When they get into these round robin games, I really don't think that they care where they finish. Sure, you'd like to get the top seed and, you know, because you're really not going to be playing for any sort of home ice advantage here or anything like that. Everybody's going to be playing in the same building. So um, I just think that they want to be able to be in peak form once the actual playoff uh, pairings and and and, uh, and elimination rounds go. Uh, as far as these round-robin games, I just think they're going to kind of take them as exhibition games, fine-tune themselves, get themselves to where they need to be, and let the chips fall where they may uh, and try to win four rounds before anybody else does. <laughs> All right, Lou, we look forward to you uh, tweeting and writing about hockey starting next week. I know there's a lot of starved fans out there that are uh, waiting for it as well. I'm looking forward to bring it to them too, Joe. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best. Hope that Hopefully everybody's healthy on your side there. Absolutely, Lou. Thank you so much. Take care. That's Lou Korak. NHL.com is where you can find his work that he's been doing all during the uh, the quarantine, during the lockdown, and where he will soon be writing about actual Blues hockey players on the ice starting next week. Thank him for joining us here on Weekend Joe. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. Where, uh, where we will be. We're going to be there next on Monday for lunch with Claves and Joe at Munganai St. Louis Acura on Manchester. You can uh, find us there at 13720 Manchester Road. They've been there since 1986. If you are looking for a new or used Acura vehicle, they are the place to get that Acura from at Munganai St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Hey, we're going to talk a little soccer, a little football. Hashtag Soccer Fan Joe with my friend Mark Moses, the sports radio down in Orlando, also a Western Illinois leatherneck. We will talk with him coming up next right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota on ClabesOnline.com. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trusts and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClabesOnline.com. For the past few weeks now, you, you've heard me talking about the, the fact that I am a brand new fan of soccer. I, I love my Leicester city and my Jamie Vardy, uh, you know, caught the game earlier this week where they tied one, one with Arsenal. I was sitting here watching full 90 minutes of it. And I, uh, I am excited 
for the return of MLS soccer to down in Orlando. And I thought I need to continue to uh, learn about the game and learn what it is that I'm watching. And then I realized I have a friend that is down in the Orlando area that can help me learn soccer. And with that being said, I go to my friend and Western Illinois alum down at uh, Sports Radio 1560 in the Melbourne, Orlando area. He is Mark Moses, and he joins us now. Mark, what's going on, man? Joe, my man, thank you for having me on. And I want your listeners to know, Joe does not look like his professional profile photo anymore. He does not. I don't either. You look like a caveman now. I love it. It's a great look, Joe. I have heard so many. Th- what's nice. So I have a day job at the uh, at a gym mm-hmm. and we have to wear masks all times. All times when I am on the clock in there, I have to wear a mask and I'm fine with it. I have no problem wearing the mask. And there have been many people who I have not seen since the middle of March that have been coming in there and they will comment on my hair. Like my hair was long to begin with. Now it's down to my shoulders after four months of not having a haircut. And then I pull down the mask and they see my face and like, whoa, what is what's going on there? To the point where I was in the facility the other day and I did not have the mask on my face for a moment. And a person comes up like, oh, hi. And I turned around and they go, I'm sorry, I thought you were Joe. And I go, no, it, it, it is me. <laughs> you look like you look like Dolph Ziggler, who's getting ready to fight at the pay per view. That's what your hair looks like. <laughs> I, which is a which is a huge compliment. You have no yeah. idea in my mind how like that is what I'm going for. I I I can put it back in a hair tie now, and I love that. And uh, yes, uh, I am. If if I'm at the gym, I'm like, watch out for him. He might super kick you at any moment. <laughs> this is what might happen. <laughs> so, so, Mark, when I texted you about uh, hashtag soccer fan Joe, you, you let me know, first off, that you were in the same predicament that I was a few years ago where you, you were trying to, uh, to learn the game and become a, uh, become a fan. So where, where did it start for you and where, where are we now with that? The thing with me is, you know, growing up, I always watched the World Cup. Like, I'm always fascinated by that, even though Team USA is awful on the men's side. Women were awesome, but men not so much. Always like the World Cup. And where I live here in Central Florida, we have an actual MLS team. They came into the MLS as an expansion team in 2015, Orlando City. Now, they still have not made the playoffs yet. They're a bad team, but... It's a growing brand in this area where all the little kids play soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. And it's really grown as a product. And I'll go to games for fun as a fan, or I've covered the games. I talk to players and coaches. It's funny. There are parts of this country that still don't cover soccer. But from a sports perspective, I actually cover the sport. So it's one of those things where I had to learn the sport inside and out. Players, coaches, strategy. So that's where it really kind of started for me. And I don't know if you've gone in in normal times outside of the pandemic, going to an MLS game is like going to like a college football game where everyone's tailgating, everyone's rooting for the team. You're drinking like crazy responsibly and you're having a great time. And I, do you guys have one in the same? We are getting it in 2022, 2022. We are, uh, we're getting our team. There's one coming in in 21. There's a team, I, I, I maybe is it Louisville, I think, is coming in, or 
I, I can't think of which city it is that's coming in next, but then St. Louis is getting it in 2022. They're there building, yeah, they're building the stadium. Everything is is set and ready to go. Um, still no name, no colors, none of that. So we don't know. We don't know what color kits to buy or what color scarves to go out and get. See you. Okay, you know what to do. You get it. This is what the hipsters. This is what you learn. You got to get your scarf. And it's a kit. It's not a jersey. This is what you learn, right? And it's funny. My dad always says, once you get to a certain age, once you're 30 and above, you should be wearing jerseys in public. You're, you're getting too old for this. That's his rule. But the kit is nice. It's like a T-shirt. So it's allowed to have a collar on it. And so I, I buy all of them. But that's where I got my start is, and you're right, it, it's like Orlando City's come. Atlanta's gotten a team. Miami's this year a new team. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Nashville has a team, even though they'll have the coronavirus. But the these... Atlanta team, the Atlanta team's playing down at Mercedes Benz. I mean, that's a yeah. big deal they got going on there. Yeah, and they won the cup their first year in existence two years ago. That happened. It's incredible. What what is so? It's grown, right? It's still not big in you know Boston, Chicago, New York. It is, but it's not like where you go to Seattle and Portland. And I know a sporting KC is a big brand, but Orlando City's really grown, and that's where I started. And then, then this is the key: who are you going to pick as your team, Joe? Who do you like? Have you have you come to this conclusion? I wasn't sure. Who is well, your team now? I mean, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the St. Louis team to come into MLS. Like they will be my team when they come in. But I, I have already decided that Leicester City is my Premier League team. Like they are. I yeah. What's Leicester City. Why'd you go with that? Because I played so much FIFA during a uh, quarantine, and I paid a lot of money to get a loan for a transfer for a guy named Jamie Vardy. And then I started to read up on him, and I'm like, this guy is kind of an a-hole. I like him a lot. So I, I, I have decided to follow his career now, and I saw he just scored his 100th goal in Champion League football. And that's a, that's a big deal, and he's well on his way to getting the, uh, the golden boot. I think the key is, if you're listeners, like you're not sure, first off, pick a team that is constantly on NBC Sports, like all the time, so you know your team will be on television. I've gotten, so two, yeah, I've gotten to watch two games so far, so I'm, I'm happy with that. I mean, this is, this is fairly new, and I've gotten to see two of their games, so I'm good. Yes, and remember, it's not a game, it's a match That's and right. a fixture. you got to learn this as well. I know the fixture. Yeah, the, the, you got to look at the fixture to see who it's on there and see who else is playing to move up and down the table. Yes. Yeah, so the big teams are Liverpool is the current champ. They right. won the. They won it for the first time in thirty years. You know, you got Manchester United. That's always good, but they haven't been good lately. Uh, Man City was the champ last year. Uh, you got Chelsea. You know, you have um, let's see, Everton. You got West Ham. You got the Wolves. There's all these different teams you're learning about. You and know, Chelsea, Chelsea has the best American on their uh, on their squad, Christian Pulisic, right? Uh, okay, all right. So there's some so there's some like different how to pronounce name Pulisic, Pulisic. I'm not sure he understands how to pronounce it, but he is he is 21. He is starting for this team. He is one of the best players. Once we've come back from quarantine, he is red hot. And he is the future of American soccer, which is really cool. Like, he is legit. And he signed for, like, 73 million euro. And he's right there in that front line with William. And, you know, you go like Tammy Abraham. They got a great team. 
as you could tell, that's my team, right? So here's I what see, I see. The, I see the scarf or the flag or whatever behind you. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So here's what happened. Two years ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to pick a team. And I was looking at YouTube at different videos. And all of a sudden, as you know, YouTube's like a drug dealer. It'll start suggesting things to you. Yeah. Here's, you should try. So all of a sudden, you're going to laugh at me at this. Chelsea had a player from Nigeria whose last name was Moses. And I go, oh, my God. I didn't know people named Moses could play professional sports. This is amazing. So I said, okay, I'm going to root for this team. And that's what I did. Victor Moses, not even on the team anymore. But I said, I will root for this team. So when I went to London two years ago, I went to the stadium, went to the team store, and got a Victor Moses jersey. So I have one. So there's only, here's what it is. You got Moses Malone, Victor Moses, and Dylan Moses on Alabama. That's about it for guys who play sports with my name. Okay, let me ask you. So you went over. So you went over to uh, the UK. Yes. And as a as a guy that you know has been to so many baseball games, football games, hockey games here in America, what what was that experience like going over there to that, and then walking in there as a Yankee going to uh okay. to where did did you stick out? Okay. Here's here's what's interesting is so I've been to Europe a couple times now. I'm okay. that guy. You know, I've done it. So I've toured different stadiums. I've toured Barcelona FC, which is like bigger than the Dallas Cowboys. It's incredible when you go there. Um, But I actually went to a Chelsea match. I went this past December. I went to a match. It was 40 degrees outside. I had a big winter coat on and my scarf and gloves on. And your brain thinks you're going to an NFL game because it's December. But you're not. You're going to a soccer match. It was the most unique experience as a Yankee in my life, and you need to go. It is first off, you can't you can't drink in the stands. I, you, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. It's too wild for them. You can't. It, there's too many like riots that could break out. So on the concourse, everyone's drinking like beer out of a cup, like we're at a kegger in college. Like everyone's just drinking like that. And then you can't bring food either when you sit down. You you think you've heard swearing before? No. It is the wildest. I can't even I can't even say it on the air. Some of the things they were saying, right? They are screaming and yelling and there's like and you know, they're doing the cheers like it's college softball. Like that's the other thing. You got to learn the songs and the cheers and everything is like this is the best league in the world. These are the best players and we deserve to win every single game. You have to go, Joe. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. It, I, I love it. I'm enjoying that the fact that it's you know June and July, and I'm waking up on a Sunday morning, and there's something on TV right now. So See, that's okay. That's what's fascinating. With the last couple of weeks, we've had Premier League. It's been on NBC Sports. We're getting up a Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. There's games on. We got no problem, right? Then it was funny with MLS the other night. They're like. Oh, can you believe we're playing? Isn't this incredible? Hey, I've been watching Premier League. I, what are you talking about? I've been watching. But they are. I mean, MLS is the first one back. I mean, MLS is back, and we're still waiting on on hockey and basketball and baseball to start up. So, MLS being back, they got ahead of it as far as team sports go. Yeah. They, you know, they they broke ahead. So, what is going on right now in Orlando? Explain explain to me what is happening with this return to sports or the MLS's back tournament as, okay. as they're calling it. 
So the MLS was off just like every other sport for four months. They played two matches to start the season, then shut everything down. Okay, so they did get started back in yes. back in March. Okay. Yes, they did. So they took it off. They said, look, everyone's going to come to Orlando for a World Cup-type tournament. We're all going to have – and you, it's going to be like the World Cup where you're in your group. You're going to play three matches. Whoever's the top two teams is going to move on to a round of 16. We're going to do that. But as you know, like we said earlier – Two teams had to bow out because of the coronavirus. That happened. So FC Dallas and Nashville, they're out. So they switched it up. They played two matches so far. I know there's probably more today and tomorrow and in the weekend. But Orlando City played Miami. Orlando City won the 97th minute. They won 2-1. to one. Now they're going to play next Tuesday. If you are healthy and you are fine, you are playing three games. Each game will count towards your MLS regular season record. That is going to happen as well. So we're going to have a World Cup tournament. We're going to have a winner. I think the winning team wins like a million dollars or so, which, by the way, for MLS salaries, yeah, that's a lot of money. That That is pretty good. <laughs> Maybe not for Patrick Mahomes, but that's a big deal. Uh, and then you also get invited to another tournament, which is on our hemisphere, if you're the winner of this. So that's what's going to happen. Now, after that, they still really even had a plan together on how we're going to play the rest of the regular season. They want to play, but it really isn't set in stone. So right now, over the next couple of weeks, MLS is set on this tournament. So I hope that explains it. I, I watched some of the uh, Orlando City-Miami game the other night. I have watched Premier League on, M- on NBC Sports. I want your opinion. Crowd noise or no crowd noise? How do you like your uh, soccer? Crowd noise. I like the crowd noise, the fake of it with Premier League, where they really get on the players. You got the fake crowd noise if someone scores or cheers. I think NBC Sports does a phenomenal job in how they present it. And the studio show, and you're really learning stuff, and they're presenting to American audience. I thought ESPN half-assed that presentation on Wednesday night. With with commentaries and no crowd noise, I did not like it, Joe. What about you? I, I like the crowd noise, and it was weird watching the MLS game without it because I had gotten accustomed to it just trying to watch these games. And now I'm wondering what baseball is going to be like. Yeah. Basketball, basketball, I think, will be fine. I think like the NBA, when they start doing that, I don't need the crowd noise. I mean, you can play a little music in the background. I'm sure they'll have a house DJ or whatever. But baseball is the one I'm kind of wondering about how weird that might sound without just any kind of ambiance behind it. The, the Korean baseball, do they have fake noise? I, I'm sorry, I'm not up at 5:30. I apologize. I have so I have watched I have not watched a single one of their games with the sound on. Every time I have seen it, it has been on a TV with the sound off. So I I can't answer that. Yeah. Uh the the thing with the NBA is on ESPN over the last couple of days, they've had this, the tournament whatever that is, where it's like these, these guys that like they're not in the league or they're high end college, former players. Mm-hmm. They've had look, no fans in the stands. They've made the court look smaller and there's no pumped in crowd noise. It looks fine. It's so, yeah. I mean, the style of play is not that good, but it's not bad. I'm okay with it. I mean, I know you love hockey, hockey. What I would do, is just pump in the stupid kind of, you know, dun, 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 dun. Just give me that, and we'll watch the game. I think it'd be fine for hockey with no crowd noise. I'm okay. Uh, 
Well, uh, Mark, I hope you stay safe down there as you are in the uh, the hotbed of the uh, the country when it comes to this. Uh, but you're also in the hotbed of sports too. So uh, you have a uh, you have a lot of sports around you. Oh, hopefully, yeah. starting up here uh, soon with uh, with MLS and NBA and. Uh, it's, uh, it's gotta be exciting time. And Hey, it probably gives you a lot to talk about too on the air. That's gotta be nice. Oh yeah. And it's just with college football. We're not sure what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> hey, did you, did you buy a kit? That's the question. No, got- I'm not. No, I'm going to wait for the, I'm going to wait for the St. Louis MLS team to get any stuff for that. I'm not, I'm not going out and buying anything premier league stuff for that. Yes. Come on. We're. We're just starting this. We're just starting this. We're not there. Yet. We have not reached that. This is going to come in what? stages. We're not at that stage yet. I have, I have three different Chelsea kids. Three. Go I got to the- be able to name more players than Jamie Vardy before I can, before I can go and, and justify buying a kit. Hey, every year they, they present a new kit to the fans to buy. That's how they make their money. So go on the Lesser City website right now. It's probably on clearance with all the stuff for this year. Go do it. I'll, you know what? I'll go buy it for you. I've already <laughs> bought so much crap during all this quarantine. I don't need a I don't need a Lester City kit coming to my front door. Yes, you do. You need this. You gotta represent <laughs> from St. Louis. <laughs> Mark, man, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on. We will talk again soon as uh, as as you will help me through my journey of becoming soccer fan, Joe. Hey, man, stay safe out there. It's my guy, Mark Moses, with Sports Radio down in Orlando, Florida, as he is uh, he's helping me. He's helping me out to become a soccer fan, Joe, and we appreciate his uh, his help with that. Hey, Council Autobody, a sponsor here of Weekend Joe. You can find them at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville at Collinsville Auto Body. They'll uh, work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. My friends at Collinsville Auto Body. Take a break. Come back with some crack slippers as we... uh, It's going to be a short version of crack slippers today, uh, but it'll be a a very good one and one that you will... You'll want to hear because you're going to want to hear what we we talk about coming up on crack slippers right here on Weekend Joe. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com, now the exclusive home of Weekend Joe. Hey, St. Louis Acura has received the Precision Team Award 28 times more than any other Acura dealership in the United States. They have been serving the St. Louis area since 1986, located at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis. They are your premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles in the nation. That is Munganess St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, now on ClabesOnline.com. And welcome back in final segment of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura, Munganess Alton Toyota, right here on ClabesOnline.com. Joe Roderick, Andy Hanselman, here with you as we start to wind down on uh, this weekend's program. 
as you just heard interviews from Mark Saxon, Luke Korak, and Mark Moses, all in that order. And any of those, obviously, just hit the rewind button or scroll it back to uh, the times that it says right there on the uh, on the graphic to find out where those interviews are. Uh, coming up, by the way, hey, I want to say this, coming up on the... Um, on Klabe's online. I'm very excited for opening week of the baseball season. Andy, we got a lot planned for you. I already said, well, this I should mention first off that lunch with Klabe's and Joe coming up this Monday is going to be out at Munganas St. Louis Acura. Munganas St. Louis Acura located at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis. That's where we will be on Monday at 1 o'clock. So 1 to 1.45 or so, 1 to 1.30, however long we do the show for. It'll be uh, live out there. And then, Andy, so the following Monday, we don't have a home for the show yet, but on July 20th, it's kicking off Claves Online Cardinals opening week. So we're going to do lunch with Claves and Joe mm-hmm. on that Monday. On uh, Tuesday... We are having an AL Central roundtable because the Cardinals are playing all of the teams in the American League Central this year. So we're going to have a roundtable with people from that cover each of the five teams in the AL Central. And then on Wednesday, the 22nd, our plan is to have a National League Central roundtable with people that cover all the teams in the National League Central. And then on Thursday, the 23rd, Andy, we are having a Cardinals roundtable previewing the Cardinals season, and then Andy, the 24th of July. It is the debut, Andy, the debut of Claves Online, What's in the Cards, with Polo and Joe. Oh, wow. Yep. You know I'm, sorry, I wrote, I'm sorry, I have Joe and Polo on here. I wrote Joe, and I put my name first, so it goes first, Joe and Polo. He, he, yep. should, he should definitely get lead billing, not you. Nope, nope, it's me. Alphabetical order. Andy, I'm sending you the graphic that we're using for this. I'm I'm about to text it to you here that uh that we're gonna use that I'll probably I will probably put this out there I this hope week. It's not, I hope it's not racially insensitive. No, God no, Andy, why would I ever <laughs> do that? I know that this graphic has pretty much already been approved by Polo. He told me to make a few different changes. I made those changes. I have not sent him the final piece of this yet, but Andy, I just texted it to you. And it's, I think, I think it's a uh, wonderful artwork that, uh, that I had or that I've done for this, uh, for this uh, daily podcast that we'll be doing. What is, what is Polo holding? That's my medal from the half marathon down in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yes. I like that you put uh, claims online on your headband. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was his polo's idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you need to work on the uh, on the font on the title a little bit, but otherwise, I think it's really good. What's really What's like wrong them. with the font? Because that is the same font we use in the the logo for Claves Online. Well, I think it needs to be different. I think the whole yeah. I don't think you need a box around it. I think it just kind of to be free floating above your heads. I, I see. I did that, and Andy, I didn't think it worked. Didn't work. So this works. Okay, we'll go with it. I, I, I mean, I'm fine with changing the font, but that, uh, yeah, that did not work. It was. I don't know what kind of font to use, though. There's so many different fonts to use. So many different fonts. So. 
All right. As you as when you're uh, when you're at Munganast on Monday, yeah. are you going to have lunch in a car? Are you going to like go sit in a big in a big RDX, big Acura RDX SUV, and uh, and and have lunch in the in the brand new car? They haven't told us details on that yet. I haven't talked to Jamie yet to uh, to find out what uh, what he might want us to do. What's the uh, what's the food sitch over there at that? I mean, when over at the Toyota dealership, whenever we'd go there on Saturdays, they always had a real nice spread for us. I don't and, know, and all the other employees as well. I have no idea. Mm, all right. Yeah, nobody find has uh, nobody has told us anything yet. We're gonna find out all kinds of stuff. Right. I mean, I, I knew what the lunch situation was last week at Shake Shack. Yeah, did you get a double or a single? I whatever they brought me. I don't know what it was. It was amazing. Did they just bring you all kinds of? Did they bring you the cheese fries? I I, I requested uh, cheese for my fries, and it was really really good. Real good. And my have, first time having Shake Shack, and I will be back. Yes, they really good crinkle cut fries. They were yeah. The the cheese. I don't know what kind of cheese that is. I need to find that out with uh with them so yeah but it was it was still it was really really good andy not much in the way of uh crack slippers but i do have a uh just a a thing that i want to pass along so if you will do the uh do the honors joe some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news we picked those stories up here on weekend joe these are the crack slippers with joe roderick on claves online Andy, uh, not so much as I said a crack slipper, but I do want to uh, I do want to give props to friend of the show, Greg Warren, who came out with his uh, comedy special on Amazon last week. It is uh, I want to make sure I get the name right for this, where the field corn grows. Andy is the uh, is the name of this. It was uh, it was filmed right there at the Wildly Theater in Edwardsville. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. When I had Greg on last month, he um, he told us it was this was filmed sometime in 2019 at the he was in town. This he was in town for us, though, back in like March. Yes. He he was in studio with us. One of the last times that we were in studio in um, in Kirkwood. I'm trying to think when we had him. That may have been the weekend I was gone in Arizona. So it might have been Berger, Matt Berger, that was in yeah. with me then when we had him. Yeah. I'm trying to think when he would have been in in 2019 that I would have had him, because I usually have him in when he does that, unless he had to do it over the phone for that. I cannot remember yeah, when remember, we had I, him in or what. I remember him being at the Wildy. Okay, yeah. So that was where he filmed his uh, special. Andy, It's you're, you're going to laugh a lot. It's on Amazon Prime. If you uh, if you watch it there, so it's free and it is uh, it is really really entertaining stuff. Just uh, great is if he would have called it if he would have done the show in Edwardsville and called the comedy special Four Corners. It's the name of it, Andy. The name of it of where the field corn grows is very fitting to a lot of the jokes that he goes to yeah. with uh, with this. So it is it is really really good stuff. And there were there were quite a few times that I laughed really really loud. Uh, while uh, while I was watching it, so uh, it, it's one of those where I might go back and watch it again too. Were there any jokes about recruiting in Edwardsville or anything like that? No, I don't think he knows much about that. Uh, he's a uh, he's a Webster guy. Oh, so he knows about recruiting from Kirkwood. 
Right. Yeah. He would, he would know, he would know how that goes. So yeah, he's a, uh, he's a Webster Groves guy. So that's, and that's how I, I mean, I know everybody seems to know him in media here in St. Louis, but I met him through Marisek. So yeah, that's how, that's how I know him. But yeah, very, very funny guy, very much worth uh, going and watching where the field corn grows on Amazon. So check that out. If you, uh, if you have Amazon or if you can find it somewhere online, check it out. It's a, it's really, really good stuff from a friend of the show. Greg Warren. Andy, that's going to uh, wrap it up for us here today as we uh, we had a packed show, very packed show, and it should be very baseball heavy, I think, the next few weeks as we are two weeks away from the start of the Cardinals 2020 season. And Andy, they've already released the 2021 schedule too. Yeah, two I've... schedules <laughs> in one week. I mean, name me a sport that can do that. I, I can't come up with one, Joe. I can't come up with one. It's just the magic that is Major League Baseball. They couldn't even wait. Like, they couldn't wait till August to come out with that. I guess they just had to get it out. <laughs> they could. I mean, who? And on top of that, too, this season, like, they had the 2020 schedule set. And it was a complete, absolute, 100% wash. You couldn't just go back and say, hey, you know what? All the entire schedule that we had planned for 2020 we're going to run that in 2021. No. So instead of playing the AL East in 2021, they're just going with the rotation and they're playing the same. They're playing the AL Central again next year. Are you kidding it's me? It's so dumb. Like, oh. it, you just, you have, like, there was no work required. Right. None. It's, as much work has been, has been put into this, you could have just said, hey, just, Go, go with it. Go. What do you, we had last year. We're just going to put it out there. And they couldn't do that. It's so dumb. I tell you this. So, uh, 4th of July weekend in 2021, uh, they're playing the Rockies in Colorado. And I kind of want to go to that series. Well, that, that would be a Colorado Rocky mountain high. That would be a, I mean, I've, I, could you imagine just watching the fireworks over the mountains? Yeah. That'd be pretty incredible. Pretty so, incredible. Yeah, un- unbelievable. But regardless, that's going to wrap it up for us. Mark Saxon, uh, Lou Korak, Mark Moses, thank all of them for being on the show this week. We really appreciate it. Busy week at Claves Online. Check out everything that we have coming up for you. Sunday, uh, Sunday, this day in Cardinal history is Stan Musial Audio. You do not want to miss that from 65 years ago it's uh good stuff there from uh, uh with this day in cardinal history so that's what we have coming up for you there we uh say goodbye to you uh, today for andy hanselman i am joe roderick this has been weekend joe driven by munganas st louis acura right here on clabesonline.com <laughs>